You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. First preview is for the Sunday afternoon games is the Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's favored by four and a half points. I think Seattle barely wins in this game, but I don't think that they cover the spread. So I'm picking Dallas to cover the spread, picking the Seahawks to win. It's going to be a close one, and it's going to be a shootout. Uh, there's a lot of people I like, and very actually there's only one person I don't like. So uh, let's get started on who to start, who to sit. The first start is Dak Prescott, and I'll actually go with Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. You want to be starting both of these uh, quarterbacks. Seattle's the worst position at defending the receivers, I think, and actually defending the quarterback. So I think uh, Dak Prescott's going to have a huge game running and passing, and this is a prime matchup to do it. I think they're going to be playing from behind a little bit, so he's going to be having more opportunity. It was kind of a toss-up in regards to whether you start Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. Uh, I, I like Dak Prescott just a little bit more because of... I think the uh, the game plan kind of or the the gameplay kind of unfolds where Dak Prescott is going to need to pass the ball a little bit more. Uh, but it's kind of drawing straws or drawing hairs uh, or splitting hairs, I should say, uh, because uh, they're both going to be really good plays this week. Chris Carson, Cowboys are average against the run, so Chris Carson's a good player. You don't want to bench someone like Chris Carson based off the matchup. Tyler Lockett, you definitely want to be playing. Tyler Lockett is the main receiver, even though DK Metcalf is just on fire starting this season. And uh, you'll hear more about DK Metcalf later, but uh, those two together, they both should be in your lineup. Russell Wilson has just, you know, really unleashed this offense, and they've been a actually pass-happy team, and uh, they're, they're two really good receivers that they need to utilize, and Cowboys are really bad at defending the pass. So start both of them. And uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, same kind of concept. Seahawks can't defend the pass. I would be starting all of them if I had them on my team, no question. My only issue that I have is you're going to be starting them because they have a great matchup, I don't think there's enough ball to go around for all three of them. And and then especially throwing in the tight end, which I, I 
have him on the bench. So put Dalton Schultz on the bench. We'll talk about that. Um, I I just think that one of them is going to not get the the targets that you would expect with this matchup, and that's just because um, you can't give the ball to everybody. So, but the potential is there for everyone, so you need to start them because you don't want to be the one that benches them, thinking that they're not going to get the targets, and then they blow up. So, again, sitting, I just have Dalton Schultz. The Seahawks have actually played really well against the tight end after being so horrible last year. So I would actually have Dalton Schultz on my bench if I had, uh, you know, my other uh, another tight end. There, there's a lot of tight ends I would rather play than, than Dalton Schultz. So I, I think this is a good week to keep him on your bench. And then I have Ezekiel Elliott as a sit. But, again, you're not sitting Ezekiel Elliott. I would just expect him not to get the uh, – the production that you normally would expect from Ezekiel Elliott. The the volume might still be there, but uh, the Seattle's does pretty good against the run, and uh, Zeke is Zeke, but uh, might not be the, the, the Zeke you've got in the last couple weeks. This next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are six-point underdogs, but I'm taking them. Uh, give me the six points against the Buccaneers. I, I know Denver's injury, uh, their defense is depleted with injury. Their offense is riddled with injuries. But, uh, you know, that's a tough place to play, especially for a team that's not used to playing in Denver. You know, that altitude does make a difference. And, uh, you know, regardless of who it is, Denver does pretty well at home. So I think Tampa Bay wins, but Denver covers. Having said that, for the start, I have Tom Brady. you got to start Tom against on this one. You know, he has Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Denver doesn't uh, match up well with receivers so far this year. And with the injuries, you know, you can kind of understand why. So you're starting all three of those guys with uh, confidence. I would even put throwing Scotty Miller in there. I think he could have a good game. Uh, the only one missing time is going to be Justin Watson, and he's kind of irrelevant in fantasy, so uh, all their weapons should be a full go. And, and for the tight end position, you know, O.J. Howard, he's proving that he's the receiving tight end. Rob Gronkowski is not. He doesn't get the targets, so it's really safe to say that you can drop Rob Gronkowski if you dra- uh, drafted him. Uh, I know there was some hype with him coming back. Uh, a lot of teams drafted him just because of what he was able to do in the past. He'd be a full drop for me at this point. O.J. Howard is going to get the targets, and Denver uh, is susceptible to you know the the tight end position. I think the tight end position can get a lot of targets and maybe sneaky touchdowns. So it's worth a shot with O.J. Howard. I, I like him a lot better than actually Dalton Schultz. So I know we we talked about me not liking Dalton Schultz in the the Dallas and Seattle game, and man, what a what a revival would be for O.J. Howard if he's able to rebound this year after the horrid year he had last year. Uh, it'd be a good thing to see. Sitting-wise, uh, Jeff Driscoll against Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I'm not starting uh, starting him because Tampa Bay is good at defending the quarterback position, but uh, it's not because he's the backup to Drew Locke, and I don't think he'll do well. I think if he had a good matchup, Dris- Jeff Driscoll might actually be a decent play. This just isn't one of them. I'm benching Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, you know, all the Buccaneer running backs. Uh, Denver's defensive line is still intact, and and they're still good at stuffing the run. 
So I'm, you know, especially with the, you know, two-headed monster at running back, I'm out on both of them for this game. Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, Noah Fant. Well, we'll get to Noah Fant later, but uh, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Tim Patrick. I mean, any Bronco receiver I'm out on. Tampa Bay is really good at defending the receivers this year, which was almost a 180 compared to how they were last year. I mean, you could almost count on uh, starting a receiver against Tampa Bay. Hasn't been the case this year, and with the Broncos' young and inexperienced receivers, I'm not confident in starting any of them against this Buccaneers secondary. Noah Fant, I have him on my sit list because the Buccaneers have shown they're pretty good against the tight end position as well, but I'm not uh, benching him. He's going to be the main target with Cortland Sutton being out for the year, and I think he's a must-start in any format, so... I have him as sit because his production might not be the same, but I'm not benching him because he's a top-tier tight end in my eyes. And then uh, Melvin Gordon, he's a start in all formats. I really like Melvin Gordon. Tampa Bay, for whatever reason, like I said, it was the 180 experience of this defense. Things that they were good at, they're no longer good at. and Things that they were no longer good at, they're all of a sudden good at. And uh, they've given up a lot of points to that running back position. So uh, Melvin Gordon is a good play here, and you should start him with confidence. And this last Sunday afternoon game is the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by six. I think they cover, but I definitely think the Lions are going to play a decent game. You know, they've lost the first two, so they're in desperation mode. And these two offenses are going to be fun to watch against each other, you know. Um, this is definitely a game I'm probably going to uh, tune into just because I'm intrigued by this uh, Cardinals offense against these horrid Lions defense. And I'm interested to see, you know, Galladay's coming back. I'm interested to see this Lions offense with all its weapons and just, you know, to see if it was because it's missing its star or if they're really just this this putrid uh, as they were the first two weeks. Anyways, getting into the game, I'm, I'm starting Kyler Murray. He's a must-start in all formats. Uh, even if he wasn't, this uh, matchup is a golden a golden matchup for the uh, uh, you know quarterback against the Lions defense. So you're playing him. Kenyon Drake, like I know he had a bad first two weeks, but he's my running back play of the week. Like you need to be playing him. He's a uh, I want all shares of Kenyon Drake. I want as many shares as I can get because he's going to uh, just dominate in this game, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, on top of Kenyon Drake, I have Adrian Peterson uh, and DeAndre Swift. And the reason why I have both of them is because I really think the Lions are going to have a great game on the ground. Cardinals haven't done a good job at defending the run. And my issue, though, that what makes me kind of hesitant is the fact that I'm not sure who's going to get the volume. Is it going to be more Deontay, DeAndre Swift, um, or is it going to be more Adrian Peterson? And I get Peterson gets the the bulk, but uh, you know DeAndre Swift is getting the touchdowns, and so that kind of evens itself out. And this one, it, it's going to be hard to figure out, uh, you know, who's going to do what necessarily. But they're both good plays, so if you have them, they're definitely an option, and they're on my start list. I have Christian Kirk as a injury. Uh, he's not going to play, so that's 
some big news because DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald move way up in my eyes. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is definitely a must start in this game anyways because of uh, how bad Detroit's at uh, is at defending the pass. DeAndre Hopkins is yeah, he's he's going to get the, those targets in the air, but I boost up Larry Fitzgerald a lot in this because with Kirk not there, not to get any of those targets, you know, he's had a slow first couple of weeks. I think the whole thing just goes to Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, you're going to see a bigger production from him than you have the last couple of weeks. Um, and not that anyone has Larry Fitzgerald on their rosters at this point. He's he's a non-roster. Uh, you don't have any shares in Larry Fitzgerald on your roster. He's a, He'd be a bench candidate anyways because of what your other options probably are. I just think he's going to have a... a a pretty big game compared to what he's done so far this season. On my sit list, I have Matthew Stafford. The Cardinals are good against the pass, and Matthew Stafford and uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are all on my bench. And Kenny Galladay is on my bench for a different reason because I feel like he's matchup proof that I'm playing him against anybody. But he's just coming back from that injury, and I don't know what to expect. And I always side on not playing someone coming off injury until I see what they ha- they are because it's burned me more times than not that I tried to play them and then they weren't able to finish or they just weren't, you know, they were a decoy or they just weren't looking good because uh, they were over their injury. And I'd rather side on making sure that I have a healthy, ready-to-go option than someone like damaged goods, you know. If I'm getting, uh, if I buy a, uh, anything at the, uh, the store, uh, and, it, and it's broken, I'm taking it back and getting my refund. So uh, I'm keeping the receipts on Galladay. I'm, ref- I'm refunding him if uh, if he's broken, and uh, I'm just not going to mess with him in my starting lineup. And Marvin Lewis, or Marvin Lewis, Marvin Jones, who I like a lot, uh, disappointed last week, but I'm not holding that against him. I just think this is a bad matchup, so I'm benching Marvin Jones. And... Uh, Danny Amendola is on that list too, uh, even though I very few people probably have him on their fantasy roster. Uh, TJ Hawkinson I have on the bench as well as a sit. I get you're probably going to play him if you don't have any other tight end options. It's just whatever happened to the Cardinals, these first two games they've done a great job at defending the tight end position, and I don't have confidence that uh, – well, I guess I don't think it's a fluke. I think it's a real thing. And that scares me for Hawkinson in this matchup. And on the other end, I have Dan Arnold as a sit, just because I feel like there's the Cardinal situation is kind of like the Cowboy situation. There's so many weapons. It's like, who do you go to? And I think all of them are good options. But if I'm a Dan Arnold owner at tight end, I'm benching them because I think everyone else is going to get the ball. The Sunday night game, the Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm actually excited for this game as well. New Orleans is favored by three and a half. I think Green Bay covers, and I think they win. So pick Green Bay and get the three and a half points. I just think New Orleans looked out of sync and discombobulated on offense, and Green Bay is looking like a well-oiled machine, especially on offense, which was a big surprise. And uh, Aaron Rodgers has just come to life this year so far. So having said that, with my starts and my sits, I'm starting Aaron Rodgers for sure. He's uh, come back from the dead from last year. 
They look like uh, they were going to go to a, more of a running scheme. You know, I mentioned it last week, and they're not. They're letting Aaron Rodgers carry them, which makes the uh, the draft they just had even more, uh, you know, questionable. <laughs> you know, why didn't they give him more help then? But anyways, uh, Aaron Jones is a must start. New Orleans is great against the run. You know, you saw what they did to Josh Jacobs the week before. But Aaron Jones is a different animal, and he gets receiving yards, so you're, you're not benching him at this point, especially after he scored you 40-something points in fantasy last week. You're, you're sticking with Aaron Jones. Alvin Kamara is a must-play at all formats. We don't need to talk about it. Running, passing, he's just one of the best running backs in the NFL right now, and he's fun to watch. You know, he, he makes that cut, and he's like, I'll see you, Kamara. Uh, I'm out of here, and he goes, and... He just looks, he just, he just ice skates across the field. That's what it looks like. Like everyone else is like, you know, slipping and sliding and he's just gliding. And it's great to watch. Latavius Murray, on the other hand, I, I usually don't have him in my starts, but I do this week because I just think that uh, the Saints will be able to run the ball and uh, Latavius Murray will be a piece of that. And uh, especially with uh, Michael Thomas being out, I, I and Drew Brees looking out of sync. I think they try to rely on on the run a little bit more, and that's going to open things up for Latavius Murray. I, I have Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith on here because Michael Thomas looks like he's going to be out. And yeah, as much as you know, they're going to miss Michael Thomas, and as much as Emmanuel Sanders was a disappointment uh, last week against the Raiders, I think he has a nice rebound at home, and I'm not ready to bench him yet. Uh, I think he's a good start. Now, if he doesn't produce after this week, you can pretty much just drop him uh, at this point. If he's, you know, uh, the number one receiver, has all the shares from Michael Thomas, and he still can't produce, then he's not going to produce this year, and he's not worth a roster spot. Traquan Smith, just because I think he takes over for the lost targets. And then, obviously, Devontae Adams, you're starting him in all formats if he's healthy, but he is practicing, so that's encouraging. So you need to be starting Devontae Adams this week for sure. And then I have Robert Tanyan because the Saints are horrible against defending the tight end. And, you know, I a lot of people don't know who Robert Tanyan is. And believe me, when I saw he was starting this year, I looked him up because I didn't hear much about him. Uh, I was on the Jay Sternberger camp thinking that he was going to start. Apparently they like what they see more in Tanyan. And, and I know it's probably run blocking because I know that's a, a weak point for Sternberger. But uh, he's a good start if they decide to use him. My big thing with the Packers, though, is they don't use the tight end in their passing game. Even when they get a good tight end, you know, like they had Jimmy Graham, and they're like, oh, here it is, we're going to use the tight end. No, they, they still didn't use that tight end in that passing game. So I'm um, sitting Drew Brees, if I have the opportunity to, if he's, you know, obviously head and shoulders above you know, Sam Darnold or, or someone is a good example that I'm playing him. But he looked out of sync, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a couple weeks before he, he gets that back. It's it's almost like he's in preseason mode right now. And against Green Bay, I don't like this matchup for him, so I'm benching him. Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, I uh, don't have to mention that because Aaron Jones is obviously the big stud. He's the third down back. He's the goal line back. But you're you're benching the other two, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Jared Cook. Um, 
I'm benching all of them as well. Lazard and Valdez Scantling is because the uh, the Saints are pretty good at defending that wide receiver position, and you know you're not benching Devonte Adams because he's Devonte Adams, but uh, Lazard and Valdez Scantling are definitely not in that uh, echelon of receiver, and uh, they should be able to be shut down by that Saints pass defense. Jared Cook I have on here because the Packers are uh, good at defending the tight end position, and Jared Cook is going to have, you know, he did well last week. He got that touchdown, but uh, I think he shut down in this game and not worth a start, especially if you have another option. Uh, I would recommend you go to him, you know. So that's the Sunday night game, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. All right, on to the Monday night game. This is the uh, game of the century. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by three. I'm taking Baltimore, giving up the three points. I think with Baltimore's defense and offense, the way they've been in sync these first two games, that they cover. I mean, this game is like Ali, Frazier, uh, Yankees, Red Sox. This is the Lakers-Celtics. I mean, this is the creme de la creme of matchups, and it's week three on Monday night. Can't ask for anything better. I'm excited. I'm watching this game. I'm starting Patrick Mahomes. I'm starting Lamar Jackson. I'm starting Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Um, Let me back up a little bit. Mahomes I'm starting just because it's Patrick Mahomes. No other reason. Lamar Jackson I'm starting because that's the difference in the game, I think, is the Ravens' defense is... uh, a lot better than the Chiefs defense and I think it's going to be easier for the Ravens to score than it will be for the Chiefs although both are really dynamic offenses I have Ingram and Dobbins and it's kind of like the same situation that I was talking about with uh, uh, some of the other matchups in regards to who's you know there's two running backs who are you going to play in those two matchups um, you know, you're not sure, you know, like the Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, who's going to get that, uh, the volume of the carries. I think Ingram gets most of them, but JK Dobbins can steal some touchdowns. So uh, granted the chiefs are bad at defending the rush. I think the Ravens are going to run all over the chiefs. So any rushing option I have, I'm going to start Tyreek Hill. I have, even though this is a horrible matchup. So if you're starting Tyreek Hill, you're playing him because he's, you know, he's, he's a great talent and that connection with Mahomes. But you're probably not expecting or you shouldn't be expecting a stellar uh, performance in that regard. Like, you know, target-wise, he'll be targeted a lot, so you take solace in that. Hopefully that will be enough to get you enough points to overcome this. But this is a really bad matchup for Tyreek Hill, especially with I think the Ravens have the best cornerback uh, group in the whole NFL. I mean, you're just when Jimmy Smith is actually, you know, I said he was the third cornerback. He plays as the fourth cornerback sometimes, and, and definitely now he's the third. I mean, uh, Tavin Young was the slot cornerback, and he's out for the year. So even with that, the, the Ravens' cornerback position is just so deep. Travis Kelsey, you're starting him because the Ravens' one weakness on defense is the tight end position. So Travis Kelsey is due to have a monster game. So if you have Kelsey, you're starting him and starting him with confidence. And then I have Mark Andrews. Uh, this is a good matchup for Mark Andrews as the Chiefs 
you know, their their middle defense linebackers and safeties aren't really good at defending the tight end position. So start Mark Andrews. He's going to have a big game. Sitting, I'm sitting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Ravens are the best team against the rush or tied as the best team against the rush this year. So I don't expect Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to have a big game. And uh, which is unfortunate because that first week he was so electric. Hollywood Brown, I'm benching him. Willie Sneed, Miles Boykins, all Ravens receivers. And and the reason for that is because the the Chiefs actually do a pretty good job against the pass, but then also the Ravens don't really use their receivers in the first place. So you put two and two together, that equals a bench for me on in that situation. No brainer in that regard. I don't want any piece of that. And then Demarcus Robinson's on the bench because, again, the Ravens' cornerback positions are deep. And then you have Sammy Watkins, who has an amazing first week every year of the season and then just drops into oblivion until the playoffs. So far, that's what's been happening this year, and I expect it to continue. He had a bad week two. He's going to have a bad week three. So it's not worth starting Sammy Watkins in any format. But I'm excited about this game, and... You know, can't wait to talk about it uh, after week three. Here's the part of the show where we go through our FanDuel lineups and try to get you in the money. I am 0-2 on the season, unfortunately. Let's uh, try to get off that snide. Really hurts when you have guys injured right off the bat, especially uh, both of times have been with the Colts. So maybe I need to stay away from the uh, these Colts players. But I had Marlon Mack the first week. Paris Campbell the second week doesn't really help you get into the money when you uh, have guys that can't get out of the first quarter. But anyways, uh, at my first spot, a quarterback, I have Dak Prescott. He's at $8,500, and he is expensive, but I'm riding the Dak Prescott train. He's uh did amazing last week, and he's playing against Seattle, which is you know one of the worst teams in the NFL against the quarterback position. I just think uh, with that offense and his weapons and the fact that Seattle can't stop anybody, uh, it's going to be a shootout, and I actually think Dallas will be behind part of the game. So that was my determining factor on playing Prescott over Wilson, is I think the Cowboys are going to pass a little bit more because of that. So my second spot, I have Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals. You heard me just recently rave about him. Uh, He's my first choice. The Detroit Lions are top three worst teams against the run. Um, Aaron Jones just annihilated him last week, and I think Kenyon Drake has a similar skill set where he's going to receive the ball and run. So he is my choice for that. My next running back spot, I have Miles Sanders against the Bengals. The Lions are bad against the run. The Bengals are even worse. And Miles Sanders, with his receiving skills on top of that, I just think uh, the matchup's too good to be true. And I want Miles Sanders in every lineup that I create just because I I can't see the Bengals being able to contain him, especially now that the Eagles don't really have a lot of other options with Jeffrey and Rager being out. It's really going to be Miles Sanders going to be the only option for them. Uh, The first wide receiver spot, I have DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins is at $8,500. So he's one of the more expensive receivers, but with Christian Kirk being out, And the fact that it's Detroit, like I mentioned with Kenyon Drake, their defense is a sieve, and they can't stop anybody. And he's going to get like 20 targets this game. I might be exaggerating slightly, 
So I'm putting DeAndre Hopkins in my lineup. 8500 is high price, but I think going to be worth it. Having said that, my last receiver slot is DK Metcalf. Uh, he's at 6500 And I put him in there because I don't think he's going to be at 6500 much longer, especially with the way he played the first two weeks. He's playing against Dallas, which is, you know, they're, they're, they're bottom eight in pass defense against the receiver. So uh, DK Metcalf is the better red zone option for me than Tyler Lockett. And he's a little bit cheaper than Tyler Lockett, so I went with DK Metcalf. I think he's a big play here, and I just think he's taken the year two leap, and he's just such a dynamic player that uh, he he was my go-to here against this Cowboys team, especially with the they have it uh, injured secondary, so that makes it even more intriguing for me. My uh, I said last receiver, but I actually have another receiver, uh, Amari Cooper, Dallas. I like to match my quarterback with a receiver. I'm scared a little bit because Dallas has so many receiving options. Like, you know, is it going to be Gallup? Is it going to be Lamb? Uh, but Mari Cooper, surprisingly, has been consistent the first two weeks. And he's their number one receiver right now. And Seattle's the absolute worst against the wide receiver position. So I'm taking my chance on Cooper that he's going to be the guy that's going to see the most targets from Dak. And if I'm expecting a big game from Dak, I'm expecting a big game from one of his receivers. And I'm guessing Amari Cooper. So uh, that's my uh, that's my three receivers. At tight end, I went with someone else I had last week that really disappointed me. I could have used all my other options and got two touchdowns or Pigby and got three. Instead, I went with Logan Thomas and regretted it. Well, I'm doubling down on Logan Thomas. I don't see how we can have two bad weeks in a row, especially now that he's playing Cleveland. Cleveland's the absolute worst team against the tight end position. The worst. I, you know, uh, I can't choose Andrews or Kelsey. They're playing Monday night. And there's not too many other options in regards to great matchups for tight ends. And Thomas is the best. I, I contemplated Janu Smith. He would be my second option against the Vikings. I really like that matchup, but I'm just going with Logan Thomas on this one. Again, I, I, the matchup's too good to be true. Uh, I think Haskins has a good game. McLaurin can't be the only one. If Sims plays, then great. That's maybe two other options besides Thomas, but uh, Sims not guaranteed to play, and if he doesn't play, it's really going to be the Thomas and McLaurin show. So then that flex position... Oh, sorry. And, and Thomas is at forty nine hundred dollars. I just uh, feel like you know that value being forty nine hundred dollars. You, you know that, that's great savings for other positions. So you, you can't beat that. And then at the flex position, I have a lot of people I wanted to put here. I really like James White, but who knows if he's going to play? He's he's banged up, but he also had that horrible tragedy last week where his parents or his dad died and his mom's in critical condition. So even if he does, like is able to play because of injury. There's no guarantee he's going to play because of his circumstance. But if he does play, I like James White a lot. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of running backs that I feel like ha are, have potential of having good weeks this week. But I'm going with Jarek McKinnon. And the reason why I have Jarek McKinnon is Monster is hurt. Coleman is hurt. Wilson might take up some of those carries on goal line, but uh, 
I think it's going to be the McKinnon show. Their secondary is banged up. Giants don't fare well against the running backs the first two week, uh, weeks. They've given up 100 yards the first week, given up 100 yards the second week. I'm, you know, with McKinnon being the workhorse in that type of, uh, you know, backfield, I'm taking McKinnon and being really happy about that. It's $5,700, I think, is a screams value to me. So I really like McKinnon. And I was actually thinking Eckler as well. Sorry, uh, I said White earlier. Eckler was my other option because the Panthers are the absolute worst team against the run in football. My my only uh, issue with starting Eckler that got me nervous was he was obviously a lot higher, and I w- it was harder to fit under my budget with Eckler. But then he's also, you have Joshua Kelly there, and Kelly's getting a lot of targets in the running game as well. It's almost looking like the Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler backfield of last year. And that has me a little bit nervous for that. So even though it's an amazing matchup, which one do I start? Do I start Kelly? Do I start Eckler? I don't want to play that game. I just want to go with guys I know that are going to get the the, the volume in the running game. And I'll live with the consequences. And that's my philosophy, especially when I'm, I'm betting money on that. Um, I like to share things more than I like to play the guessing games. And sometimes those guessing games get you paid, but uh, I'm, you know, on a two-week slide right now, I want to go with the short thing and make sure that I'm getting guys that are going to get the volume. So uh, I have Jarek McKinnon for San Francisco at 5,700. Great value. Um, touching back on Amari Cooper, he's seven grand. So to get a top receiver for a high-powered team at seven grand, I feel is a great value, and that's why I have him here. Some of the other options I like that receiver was obviously Lockett. I talked about, you know, choosing between him and Metcalf. Uh, I talked about Gallup between him and Cooper. But uh, I like Deontay Johnson a lot against Houston. Uh, he's a great value. And uh, I like Terry McLaurin against the Browns. He's, you know, matchup proof. He has a great matchup. So I think he's due for great things. And uh, Allen Robinson, he's had a first, like a, a rough two weeks it's really made me angry but it's because Mitchell Trubisky can't get him the ball they've targeted him a lot but he's been thrown the, mo- the the most uncatchable balls in the first two weeks of the season so I think that changes against the Falcons with the horrible Falcon secondary and I think Allen Robinson has a really big game so you might want to start him as well uh, he's a little bit more expensive he's in the uh, Amari Cooper range like $7,200 range so uh he might not be a bad play, but uh, I stayed away from him just because of the fact he's getting open and Trubisky just can't hit him. Uh, like I said, I think it ends this week, but I'm going for the sure things this, uh, this time around. My defense, $4,700, Pittsburgh Steelers against Houston. Houston's offensive line is atrocious. They're injured. That front seven from Pittsburgh is going to blitz uh Deshaun Watson all day long. I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a bad day, and history shows that the uh, the Steelers do really well against this Texans team. So I see it continuing, especially with it being at Pittsburgh, and I'm taking that Steelers D any day with all the, especially with all the matchups that are presented. They're at $4,700. Uh, that's a good price for me. It fits me under my salary cap, and I like my lineup. 
I, I know I said that last week, but uh, barring injury, I think this will be the lineup that really uh, gets us in the money this week. So I'll be uh, around to talk about it beginning of our uh, week four podcast. We'll see how I do. But in the meantime, uh, take this into consideration, and uh, I guarantee you're going to be satisfied with the results. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Maltabon Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Here's our Stars of the Week segment. These are the top three players at each position that you should be playing in fantasy or in any type of uh, DraftKings or FanDuel lineup that you have. Starting off at quarterback, I've already talked about him a lot in this podcast because I've mentioned, actually twice I've mentioned him, so I'm not going to get too much more into it. But that Prescott against Seattle, must start. He needs to be in there in all formats. I just really like this matchup with him. Um, and as bad as Seattle is, I, I can't see how you can think about uh, playing anyone else besides him. Uh, second, I have Mitchell Trubisky against the Falcons. And this isn't a, I guess, a recommendation on Mitchell Trubisky as much as it is a recommendation on playing someone against the Falcons' defense. They've been atrocious. Everyone has looked, everyone has looked great against the Falcons, and Mitchell Trubisky uh, just happens to be the quarterback that's playing them. Uh, and I'll be honest, Trubisky's played better these first two weeks. He's had great matchups, and he's playing great in those uh, bad matchups. And so I think that continues with the Falcons, and he needs to be your star quarterback. Dwayne Haskins is my pick for the third quarterback. And he's playing the Browns, and the Browns are horrid against the quarterback position. And I know what you're thinking, Dwayne Haskins. He's probably not even on a roster. Well, if you need to... uh, you need to stream someone or pick someone up. I think Dwayne Haskins is a good play against the Browns. Enough so that I have him as my third star. I, I wanted to put Russell Wilson, but that was a little too obvious. And I wanted to put someone that, uh, uh, you know, that requires some thought and uh, that can help my listeners instead of just the obvious choice. So Dwayne Haskins against the Browns. You need to play him. Running back, I have Miles Sanders against the Bengals. And, you know, I've talked about this as well. Bengals are so bad against the running back position. Sanders gets receptions. He runs the ball. So he, he's my top choice at running back. I think he can be one of the best running backs in, you know, matchup-wise this week. My second running back star of the week is Austin Eckler against the Panthers. And I talked about him a little bit too. I know he's splitting carries with Joshua Kelly. But the Panthers are so bad against the running backs that they can't stop the rush. Um, And they're pretty good at defending the pass. So I really think with Justin Herbert being his uh, second start only, that they're going to concentrate on the running game. And that's going to open things up for Eckler and for Kelly. But uh, Eckler being their starting running back, I edged him out and put him as the star. My third option is Kenyon Drake against the Lions. He could be the top play. He really could. Uh, I'm, I'm debating between Drake and Sanders as a top play, but uh, I like this matchup against the Lions. Really think it's going to do, you know, uh, Kenyon Drake's really going to do a lot of great things and make up for the first two lackluster weeks that he had. 
Now the wide receiver position. I have DK Metcalf as my number one star against the Cowboys. I'm just expecting really big things from DK Metcalf. He's he's getting better and better. This Cowboys matchup is pristine, especially with the injury to the secondary. Um, Awuzi is uh, injured, and I don't think he's going to play. He's actually not going to play. So this uh, this matchup with Metcalf is going to be pristine for Russell Wilson, and especially as a red zone target, I just feel like it's he's going to get a lot of action and could be the play of the week at receiver. Uh, my second star of the week is Allen Robinson against the Falcons. I, I talked about him a little bit too. Uh, if Mitchell Trubisky was a little bit more accurate, Robinson would be a stud by now. We'd be all be talking about him, but uh, he has the most uh, uncatchable balls thrown to him in the first two weeks of the season. I think that changes with the Falcons. You know, their secondary is so bad that uh, I, I think he gets a lot of targets and they work out that issue a little bit. So I, I really think if you have Allen Robinson, you got to feel good about this matchup. And you know, if, if you're looking for three receivers in, in any type of format, you got to be thinking about uh, Allen Robinson and his abilities. Uh, minus Mitchell Trubisky, I, I think that's the only concern I have is you know if he'll be able to hit Allen Robinson. But uh, I just Allen Robinson's a great receiver, so you got to go with him. Third star, Terry McLaurin versus the Browns. You know, I had Logan Thomas on there. I had Dwayne Haskins on there. Uh, in my FanDuel lineup, I had Logan Thomas. Uh, I already have Dwayne Haskins as one of my stars. He needs to throw the ball to somebody. Terry McLaurin is where it's at. You know, Steven Sims is hurt. He might not play. It's looking like he might, but uh, still, I, I think the targets are going to go to McLaurin, and he's... He's just a dynamic receiver. I really like his route running. I like his speed. Nobody can cover him. So you got to go with that, especially with how bad the Browns are at you know, defending the wide receiver position uh, and the pass in general. Uh, this is going to be a heyday for McLaurin and definitely needs to be a, a, a play. At tight end, my first tight end is Travis Kelsey versus the Ravens. Ravens do everything well except for defend the tight end position. So I really like that matchup. He's my number one star. I think he, you know, with Mahomes throwing on the ball, he's going to have a big day against the Ravens. And he's actually going to be the one that keeps him in the game because I think the Ravens will be able to, uh, I, I think they'll be able to defend the rest of the field outside of uh, Kelsey. So, uh, it just is setting up for him to have a big game. He needs to be your number one star. Uh, Logan Thomas, you know, I talked about him in the FanDuel. Really like this matchup against the Browns. They can't defend the pass. And he's uh, he had a disappointing week last week. I think he makes up for that. He's going to get a lot of targets, especially if Sims doesn't play. And, you know, it's the Browns. So with the way the Browns' defense has been looking the first couple weeks, why not? You know, why not play everyone you can against them? But uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to have a big day. It needs to be more than McLaurin, and I think Thomas fills that void for them. My third tight end is Drew Sample for the Bengals against the Eagles. Eagles have two great tight ends. You think they would know how to defend the tight ends with uh, practicing against them every day? 
They do not, however. They're horrible at defending the tight end position. And C.J. Azuma is hurt out for the year. Drew Sample fills that spot. And I think he has a big first game. And uh, he's going to be in line to score some touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I don't think he'll get 100 yards, but uh, I really like his uh, red zone volume uh, against the Eagles. So um, he's my third star. And it's uh, it's my shot in the dark in regards to, you know, he hasn't been in this role before, but he couldn't have asked for a better matchup for, you know, making his first start. So he is my third star of the week. And hopefully you have some of these guys in your your lineup so you can play them. Uh, you, sh- you can expect big things from them. And I think with them in your lineup, you can take some risks at other positions where you think some guy has the potential to blow up. Why not play him? So, quick story. Uh, I wanted to recap on the Thursday night game. I picked the Jaguars to win by more than three or three points uh, or more, and it was a complete opposite. Dolphins dominated. Fitzmagic looked magical. The beard is indeed better than the mustache. So, a little disappointed. Uh, most of my, my picks I felt like I called correctly. Uh, James Robinson I bombed on completely. Um, I said the Dolphins were better at stopping the rush than what we thought, and that would limit James Robinson's ground game, so it was hard to start somebody having that knowledge that he might not get a lot of ground yards. Well, he had 41 yards rushing, so yeah, that sounds great. Sounds like maybe I made a good call, but he had two touchdowns, and then he added another, what, six catches for 83 yards. So all in all, 24 to 25-point night. Makes me look stupid. I get it. I, I felt, you know, it was one of those mixed feelings where it was like, wow, the Dolphins did hold them under 50 yards. That looks great. Uh, obviously not being able to account for touchdowns in any format, but, uh, you know, the the Dolphins were pretty good at defending the uh, running backs from receiving yards as well. So that came out of nowhere. That's where I made my uh, miscalculation, and I've been paying for it on Twitter. I've just been in fried which you know when you make predictions like that when you when you're right that's why i think uh we have a tendency to brag and boast is because uh when we're not right we definitely hear about it and that was the case uh i'll i'll take the l on that one but uh overall you know the the game didn't uh, pan out like a lot of people thought uh, lavishka chenault was gonna have a big game with chark out didn't work out that way Minshew looked like he was gonna have a top performance of the week uh didn't even have a touchdown. They got stolen by James Robinson, and and my pride went with it a little bit in reg- in that regard when I saw him score twice. But anyway, uh, my weekly spread is off to a bad start, zero and one. But overall in the season, I'm I'm doing really well, so uh, I can take that loss as well, and uh, let's see how the rest of the week pans out for me. This concludes today's podcast. You're listening to the Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. Hopefully it's a less injury-filled week than the previous week, and uh, you come out victorious. Uh, you can count on us rooting for you, so good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. <laughs>